Sometimes a schedule loss is just a schedule loss. We'll talk about why the Nuggets lost to the Kings. Uh, and it's time we talk about the three-point problem as well. All that and more on Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys being with us across all platforms, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or joining us on YouTube. You can go and join the show at youtube.com slash Locked On Nuggets. And you can join the live show and join out with folks uh, hanging out with us. I can't believe I got folks hanging out with me in the chat on on midnight on a Saturday. John, Draguten, Hurricane, Folks hanging out with me, sickos. The real sickos are out tonight. Uh, recording this on at midnight on Saturday night after the Nuggets lost the Sacramento Kings. They want to get another post game show in um, to talk about the loss to the Sacramento Kings. We will get to on today's show um, how the Nuggets lost this game, what kind of the impact was. Another great Nikola Jokic game. Uh, and later in the show, I do want to talk about the three point problem that is kind of starting to be a little bit more of an issue than I think I realized and why it's a long-term thing that the Nuggets are going to need to solve. Uh, Want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. That's the GameTime app for the best tickets, period. All right. So the Nuggets get the loss in Sacramento on the back-to-back. Aaron Gordon makes his return. Jamal Murray did not play. Nikola Jokic did play in this one. Uh, Nuggets lose 123-117 in this one as, um, you know, the Kings are a really good team at home, light the beam, etc. And the Nuggets offense was not good enough in this one. It was actually not their defense. Despite being 123-117, uh, if you a pace adjust, the Kings were able to speed up the Nuggets quite a bit in this one. Um, they did get 26 points, 16 assists from De'Aaron Fox, along with four boards. Fox is a plus 22 in this game. That's just tough, tough to beat. If Fox is going to be plus 22, you're going to have a hard time winning in Sacramento. Demas Abonis lost his minutes and had 17 points on 18 shots. So the, that was good. They managed to win those minutes, but the Nuggets could not overcome that. I can look. Uh, the Nuggets defense wasn't good enough. The Nuggets offense didn't pop because they were on a back-to-back. Um, we can kind of like summarize this and like simplify this down. Okay. Um, we talked about on the show about how the DeAndre Jordan minutes are not sustainable. Right. And it's really funny because everyone's like, how well is Reggie Jackson DeAndre been? Like DeAndre has been so good. And then by the, the fourth quarter, everyone's like fired, you know, fire, fire DeAndre Jordan into the sun. And it's like, guys, it's a back-to-back for a guy at his point in his career facing a, a Kings team that does nothing but run and get downhill. Like We talked to you about how this is going to be a bad matchup for him. But DeAndre played 9 minutes and 50 seconds and was a minus 17. Like, you're not going to – look. You're and that's going to happen. Like, that's going to happen with DeAndre Jordan minutes sometimes on a back-to-back in Sacramento against this team in that environment. This is a schedule loss. You're not going to beat Sacramento on a back-to-back most nights in Sacktown. Uh, the Nuggets were on a back-to-back. I am kind of – I am, again, we talked about this on the Saturday morning show. I don't necessarily understand not resting guys here. You got a long break coming up with the IST. You had an opportunity. And the Nuggets view is always, look, let's get through this one. We can go ahead and try and get steal this win. And then they can rest because we've got this time coming up. So that affords us the ability to play this. I'm of the opposite mindset where I'm like, you're going to gain more just by resting guys than you are about trying to flip this into a win. Now, They've gotten wins in those spots, and it always feels really good. Like when you get a win, 
on a back-to-back. Brad Stevens is like a big believer in this. If Brad ever goes back to coaching, because Brad once said, I heard this on a radio interview with him once. And it was, it was really enlightening that he said, look, those are losses where those are games where your winning percentage is very low. So if you commit to winning those games, your season is automatically going to be better because you're flipping a low percentage win into a win. I get that. And the Nuggets battle and Jokic deserves a lot of credit for wanting to go out there and compete. I appreciate that the guys want to play. I just think that this was like such a bad spot. The Kings are too good for you to screw around on a back-to-back. You're just oftentimes it is very rare. You're going to beat them, especially without Jamal Murray. Um, AG in his first game back, like offense, honestly was, was pretty fine. Eight of eight of, uh, 13 for 17 points Four Aaron had seven boards, three assists, uh, only one turnover. All that was good. MPJ was six of 12 from the field. He was only one of five from three. So he was six of seven from, or five of seven from two point range. And then one of five from three. And we'll talk about those three pointers later. Yes. The bench lost in those minutes. Ultimately, um, just in the DeAndre Jordan stretch. The Nuggets did get it back into a three-point game and could never quite get over the hump. They had so many opportunities to win this game down the stretch and couldn't do it. They had a breakdown. They couldn't get Peyton Watson back in. Malik Monk hits a three to make it seven, and that's the ball game. Uh, Christian Brown in this game, uh, 11 points on five of 10 shooting. He was good. Peyton Watson, I actually thought, played really well despite only four points. Like, Peyton's defense was really good. I thought that they were, and they won those minutes, right? So the bench minutes even were really good. That's what's really crazy is, like, you won all the Jokic and the bench minutes, which, you know, maybe that's not necessarily surprising because it's Nikola. You got killed in the 950 that Nikola didn't play. He played 38 minutes tonight on a back-to-back. Oof. Um, no turnovers for Joker with another incredible performance. Um, but, you know, look, Reggie had a 124 defensive rating. Strother had a 123. And John Dre had a 143. If you want to say, like, the game was lost in those DeAndre Jordan minutes, you're not wrong. Like, I'm not going to be able to re- refute it. They have opportunities to win, and they probably could have if they could have gotten a lead. One thing I will say is Denver's good at comebacks. Like, Denver can come back and win in these games. But I will say, like, Denver's built to be ahead. Like, that's how they're built is for them to win their minutes and be ahead. So if they're not winning those minutes, it's going to make it kind of tougher for them. Um, everybody struggled in the first half is what Melody is dead said, except Jokic, and that's accurate. Um, and it's... You know, it's it's accurate. Like again, they were on a back to back. The schedule bad spot was bad, and they got caught. And I think they probably should have let them rest, but I understand why they didn't. Uh, I don't know. Look, Zeke didn't play in this one. I don't know that Zeke would have solved this. It's probably a little bit of a better matchup versus Javale McGee, Sasha Vizenkov, and the rest of and Trey Lyles. Right? Like Zeke's probably a, a better one. This is one of the issues when. Malone has talked about like, well, I want to be able to use either one. And he doesn't do that because one guy will play himself out of the rotation. Last year, DeAndre played himself out of the rotation. And so Zeke picked up a lot of those minutes and and they, you know, had the good bench run at the end of the year. And then they, you know, they brought in Thomas Bryant and those weren't good minutes, but it was okay in the regular season. He gave him, you know, two, three minutes a game, uh, five minutes a game rather. And so like it, you know, it was kind of fine. You pieced it together. This is a game where if Zeke was not out of the rotation, that you would put Zeke in, but because of that stretch in Houston and on that road trip where Zeke and the bench was so bad, Zeke gets pulled out. And now Zeke's not in the game when this is a better, if you're going to have the matchup thing, this is why you have it. And again, like, I'll just say this, like if, if you're going to be in a spot where Deandre is the only option because of how Zeke has played, you got to go find another center. Like you just do. 
it can't be DeAndre. I love DeAndre. I love his locker room presence. I love interviewing him. I love listening to him talk. I love how he plays. I like how the pick and roll looks with him. When it works, it works great. He is not an every night player. He's certainly not a back-to-back player. He's certainly at this point in his career, not in a back-to-back player. Um, so ultimately, I, I just kind of think, is, is are the minutes with DeAndre likely to go south over a long enough period of time? Yeah, because you're going to have games like this. Like when they're bad, they're going to be absolutely atrocious. So you need the other option. And so if you, if you don't want to mess around, if you want to be like, look, the bench isn't consistent enough, I can't have five inconsistent guys, which I kind of get, or four inconsistent guys with um, Strother, Peyton, Zeke, and we'll say Christian. Christian's still pretty inconsistent. You can't have four of those guys. And then Reggie's actually, you know, Reggie does kind of wax and wane a little bit. I get it. But then the front office needs to go get somebody to fill in those minutes. Find someone, find someone that's sitting on the couch, trade for someone, pick up someone from the G League, play Jay Huff. That's probably not the answer. But like, go get somebody. You're going to, because you can't have this situation where you're literally like, oh, we need Zeke for games like this one. So DeAndre doesn't get killed, but DeAndre, but Zeke's played him out. So we're just going to get killed in the DeAndre minutes. And then you lose a game where you did play AG in his first game back and MPJ and Jokic on, and KCP on back-to-backs. On the other side, I want to talk about um, the AG MPJ Yoke minutes. What's up with those? Um, and we'll start talking about kind of some broader questions. And we're going to start talking about, I, I have some thoughts on the three-point rate of the Nuggets that probably need to be addressed. We'll talk about that up next on Locked On Nuggets. First, I want to tell you about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, who's awesome. If you play fantasy basketball, go subscribe to that show. Everyone I know loves it. Uh, And they're going to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping on a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. Let's see if Josh has picked out for this week's eBay guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. How about Sadiq Bay? Bay's elevated to the starting lineup with Jalen Johnson out and should be able to be serviceable for fantasy teams. Bay's really good. The on-offs are good, and they need the spacing. Hawks offense is actually really good. They lost to the Bucks tonight. The team's not going anywhere because they can't get stops, but Bay's going to get a lot of minutes, and he's going to get a lot of opportunities, and he's going to get a lot of shots out of pick and roll. Sadiq Bay's a great pick there. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship player is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. Uh, there's so many vehicles where I know that you you love that car and you want to keep it, but you need to be able to keep it up and running. That's why eBay Motors is the absolute best with over 122 million parts for your ride or die. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has got it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked on Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. I want to um, address a real quick thing that's been brought up quite a bit. I've seen online. Um, Premium Water here says we need someone like Caruso. Okay. I need to be really clear on this. There is, in my opinion, not a trade that you can get Alex Caruso for. They're going to want a not a um, fringe player. They're going to want a rotation caliber player. Zeke Naji and a pick is not going to get it done for Alex Caruso. 
Peyton Watson and a pick probably doesn't get it done for Alex Caruso. Reggie Jackson in a pick probably doesn't get it done for Alex Caruso. KCP in a pick might get it done for Alex Caruso. They're not going to do that. Uh, there's this idea that Alex Caruso is gettable from the Bulls. They won't even, I'll hear say this, they haven't started talking about it. Like, they won't address anybody else outside of DeMar or Levine. Those are the only two guys that they're willing to talk about trades from what I've heard. Until those two guys get moved, even after that, I think they know there's going to be like a long list of people that want Caruso because he's an affordable contract and an impact player. Not going to be able to get him someone. Um, Kane says we need someone who is available and will play. That's exactly what they kind of need. Uh, Zamora says, how about Drummond? That one's probably doable. You can probably get Andre Drummond. And Andre probably would be a pretty good fit, quite honestly. Um, well liked in the locker room. He's known to be like a, a pretty a guy that's liked quite a bit. So I think that's good. Um, Kane, I'm not going to get Kane, Kane in, the, in the chat is always wanting to trade Jamal Murray. And it's so crazy, dude, you want a championship with him. Come on now. Be, be reasonable. Um, all right. So let's talk about the lineups. Um, Ryan Blackburn, you can check out his show over on pickaxe and roll. And he's got swipe on the weekends brought up that the Jokic MPJ Gordon minutes are only a plus four in net rating. And that's really low. Like last year they were, I don't even know what they were, but they were absolutely freaking incredible last season in those minutes. So like what happened exactly to change that? Like what's the difference in, in how that has gone? Um, and I started looking at a lot of the numbers because I was curious. And this is where we kind of start leaning into uh, a conversation about the three-point stuff, which I think is really actually a fascinating thing to kind of discuss here. Um, so last season, when they had Aaron Gordon, MPJ, and Jokic on the floor, um, the Nuggets were plus 15 in those minutes, 14.7. Uh, they shot 43%, 42.3%. I'm sorry, 42.3% from three-point range in last season with those guys on the court this season. Okay. Um, when you look at who the MPJ Jokic and Gordon minutes, those numbers are, are considerably down. Like I mentioned, they're only plus four. They're shooting 57% from two and just 34% from three. So I was kind of curious. And so I went and I looked up three point rate per hundred possessions. How many three pointers are you making per hundred possessions? Denver's 18th in that category, which I was like, that's much lower than I anticipated given the offensive profile and the looks that this team generates. Um, last season, Denver was 15th. And so you kind of go like, well, okay, it's not, it's not really that big of a deal. That drop actually starts to be significant once you get past 15th in the league. Um, and I'll also kind of point out that while the numbers are kind of similar, the offenses are up this year as they have been pretty much every year. So you're losing more ground. Tonight's game, I think, is a good example of this, right? Where um, the Nuggets shoot 6 of 25 from 3 for 24%. Again, probably a night to rest the legs. Porter goes 1 of 5. Jokic goes 1 of 4. Reggie Jackson goes 2 of 6. KCP, notably, goes 0 of 3. So they hit 6 three-pointers. The Kings hit 16. Making up that difference is almost impossible. I talk about this a lot with other teams being faced with what's called the math problem. You're making twos and they're making threes. And so no matter how efficient you are, you're losing ground. Like the Nuggets tonight, their offense wasn't good enough. Like they shot 50% from the field, but 24% from three. Um, I got to do the math real quick on this. 
They were 58% from two-point range. That's excellent. That's superb. That's not at the rim. That's in two-point range, period. But they weren't able to keep pace because of the three-point drop. Now, you're going to ask me, and you should ask me, okay, but Matt, what about Jamal Murray? Because Jamal Murray's been out. And you know what? That's a really good point to make here because one of the reasons that they were so dominant when Jamal was around and the reason why those four have, have a 5.28, which is not necessarily all that much better than four, but it's still better. The offense notably is 121. The defense is worse because they played some pretty elite teams, but their three-point rate goes up to 37%. And yo and Jamal in particular was at is shooting like 55% from three with MPJ, Gordon, and Jokic on the floor this season. Like he's been lights out from three. Okay. So that's one of the issues. There's a lot of things here about yeah, about MP about KCP. And I think that's one of the, the issues here is if we look at Contavious and he has done so much on the defensive end to hold up this team, especially with AG out, like he takes on even more of a role. Right. Um, and he's still shooting 42% from three on the year. Like he's still, like he's shooting fine. He's shooting 42% from three on the year, but really I think what you get at is MPJ is MPJ is only shooting. I think um, his numbers are like 30, 4% in those lineups. So even though Casey or MPJ's overall numbers are good when we look at um, his three point shooting, right? Like this season, he's 39% from three. That's still amazing and elite with Aaron and Jokic on the floor. He's only shooting 35%. You need MPJ to be up at 40 because you've got it. And you gotta be able to generate a little bit more of these two. They're generating a lot of like good looks, but they do have to have a balance of three-point rate, especially in games like this. I will say, look, Jamal's out. It's a back-to-back. This is not a bad loss. But the Kings did show tonight that there is a way to beat Denver, which is you get them out of their comfort zone, you push the pace, you get downhill with Fox, and you make more threes. And that's a formula. Now, doing that over the course of a series is tough. You know who's not equipped to do that? The Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers, two of the three teams that the Nuggets have to worry about in the playoffs. Like the Warriors or maybe the other one, right? Or the Clippers, maybe the Mavericks, maybe the Wolves, maybe the Thunder. Thunder bomb from three. But as far as like the big powerhouse traditional teams, the you know at least two of the teams that we're going to talk about in the playoffs are going to be Lakers and Suns, and neither one of those teams shoot a lot of threes. But the Kings are going to be in the playoffs probably, and they do. And so the, you, the Nuggets do need to probably figure out a better balance of three point range. Like that's going to have to be some of the equation for them to be able to get there. Um, a lot, lot of, lot, lot of comments about Jamal not being healthy guys. He, he missed a year and then he played still like a lot of games last year. He just got hurt when he, he had a freak injury in the game where he came back, he had a calf strain, they kept him out. And then he, uh, he got, he had an ankle injury that happens to guys. That's pretty normal. That's not a big deal. Uh, Murray played 65 games last year. That's more than fine. That They don't need more than that. Um, okay. So uh, up next, I want to talk about kind of the break that the Nuggets get, what the next week looks like, what they need to work on, and we'll wrap up talking about the Kings game on the other side here on Locked on Nuggets. First, I want to tell you about game time. Game time is the absolute best for finding tickets any day of the week. Um, I know I've talked about going to Avs games um, 
I'm buying tickets for my wife. I'm also getting Eagles tickets because I live here in Loveland. And so I'm going to go see the Eagles as well. You can go catch concerts. I'm going to try and sneak into, I want to take my kids to the theater in Denver. So you can also get those on game time. You can find all these different tickets on the game time app. It's absolutely phenomenal. I'm I like, this is a read, but I'm telling you this app legitimately, I check it first of all of them. I now check game time personally first out of all the ticketing stuff I look at. That's the one I'm looking for. If I'm going to go to anything, they got tickets on deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And with zone deals, you pick the section game time will pick the seats for an average of 18% savings. You can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and use code locked on NBA for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked on Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. Appreciate you guys being out there um, with us on a Saturday. We're also, um, you're catching us. Hey, Grace. Grace isn't here with us. Uh, you're catching us on this. Uh, if you're listening to this on podcast, you can catch us on Sunday morning. We will also have World's Finest on Sunday night on YouTube, youtube.com slash Locked On Nuggets with Adam Murray. I'll get his thoughts on the Kings game. We'll talk about some bigger picture stuff um, and hit on some other topics as well. So Nuggets are now through this brutal start of the schedule where they were playing like every other night, like 15 and 17 or whatever it was that they were going through. And they've come out on the other side with still, despite the loss to the Kings on the back-to-back, um, they still are third in the West at 14 and seven. That's a really good run considering Jamal Murray missed those games. They got off to a great start. If there's an area where they can improve, obviously they're five and seven on the road. And if you look at the wolves are six and three, the thunder are seven and two. Um, Kings are only five and five. The Suns are seven and three on the road. Mavs are six and four. So the nuggets do have to figure out how to win on the road because this does continue to be an issue. That win last night in Phoenix was good, but they need to get Murray back and they need to rack up some wins on the road you can't really evaluate them as far as what their road record is. Like you can't evaluate them on the road without Murray. Cause they're going to lose most of those games. Like the, again, we've talked about the, the roster construction. That's important. They are undefeated at home and that's, that's a very big thing. You need to protect your home court advantage. So that's a major advantage uh, that they've been able to pull off. But that said, there's stuff to clean up. They need to, the defense has dropped off. They need to get that back on track. They need to up the threes. They need to get Jamal back. And they probably still are trying to figure out the bench. The bench is going to be in whole year process. We've talked about that one to absolute like to death. We've talked about that one so much. Um, the nuggets play on December 6th. So that is not until Wednesday. They're off until Wednesday uh, where they face the Clippers in Los Angeles and then December 8th, they're at home versus the Rockets. So they got two games next week. And then they don't play again until the 11th, the following Monday. So two games next week. And then they've got this long stretch um, where they're off. Now they're going to be on the road for a little, for some of this. They do start off with a road back-to-back 11th and 12th. But then they get some home games. They're at home versus the Nets, the Thunder, the Mavericks. Then they've got a three-game roadie before the Christmas Day showdown with Golden State. Then they got Memphis, OKC, and Charlotte at home uh, before going back out on the road for a one spot versus the Warriors. Then they've got another two at home. This is a pretty balanced schedule for them coming up. And the Nuggets should be able to sell into a rhythm if they're healthy and just be able to rack up wins. I think largely if we're looking at the Nuggets, um, did they look like they were going to be the number one runaway team the first 10 games with, with Murray? Sure, absolutely. 
you're gonna one of the reasons why again i said that they were probably i i had them picked for less than 50 wins and i think that's dead they're gonna win over 50 but one of the reasons why i did that was like look they're gonna miss guys they're not gonna be healthy and even though reggie's filled in very ably you do see the impact here of if reggie starts the rest of the minutes without reggie gets shaky you know, before it was like Jamal and then the Reggie minutes. And now it's the Reggie minutes. And then uh, I don't know. And so they're still trying to figure those out. And hopefully they'll be better by the end of the year. But you have to be pretty encouraged with how the Nuggets have started. They are still third in the West. When this team is fully healthy, they still have one of the best overall lineups. They're still killing teams. Christian Brown, I think, has gotten out of his early season struggles. Um MPJ, I think they were, like I said, there's some room for improvement offensively, but defensively he's given them so much and Joker's having another all world season. It's been a good start. So even with the loss on the back to back, I think you can feel pretty good about where the Denver Nuggets sit after the first quarter of the season. Okay. That's going to wrap it up for locked on Nuggets. Quick show tonight after the Kings loss. We'll be back tomorrow with world's finest. Make sure to check out both shows. Give us the uh, like and review. Give us those five-star reviews on Apple podcast. His, uh, give us a like and subscribe, leave a comment on the YouTube page. Also helps us out so much. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow night for world's finest on Sunday night and into Monday on world's finest here on locked on nuggets.